everybody gathering near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ears. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is. to episode number 19 in our fifth full season. Thank you for tuning in. This is Dr. Ron, the host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. With an attitude of gratitude, I welcome you today. And when it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or you take them with gratitude. So let's take them with gratitude. Let's have an attitude of gratitude during these trying times. Let's try to say thank you and really mean it. And ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. Medical information program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Life may not be the party we hope for, but while we are here, we might as well dance. So let's, uh, we, no one asked for this uh, pandemic or pandemic or political epidemic, whatever you want to call it. But it's here, we have to deal with it. And we've done three months of shows. And today we have our esteemed guest, Dr. William Wong. Uh, and we're going to talk about some things that have to do with the vaccine and supplements you can take uh, if you if you are forced to be vaccinated. But let's all remember our first responders, firemen, police, armed forces, our shop owners, uh, people that are out there every day uh, protecting us. And in honor of Dr. Wong, I want to keep mentioning Eric Fiorello. He was a good friend of Dr. Wong's. I listened to their podcast when I had the time. Amanda died prematurely, died, if I remember, Good Friday, but we'll ask Dr. Wong when he gets on here. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, while people are living, we give them all kinds of adulations with the 
after they die, you know, life goes on and we forget them. So in, on, in honor of uh, Dr. Wong, I want to keep remembering and remind people of Eric Fiorello. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, Dr. Wong will be our special guest. I just have a few announcements before we get get going here. Uh, there is a website called questioningcovid.com. Really good uh, because it's about we the people, and we believe that citizens should be free to exercise their natural right to practice medicine as they see fit in retention of both bodily sovereignty and civil liberties. Great little website, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll talk a little today about maybe about face masks because there is no evidence proving the effectiveness of community mask wearing. It doesn't exist. We'll talk about that. And I don't think this podcast will get bumped for that because the WHO agrees. And we need, ladies and gentlemen, an immediate return to letting doctors practice and letting people work. They need accurate information so they can make prudent and good decisions about protecting themselves and their loved ones. We need an immediate end to the dictatorial influence of a few long entrenched, should I say, experts or media giants and the investigation conflict of interest with a all deliberate speed. What we do not need, ladies and gentlemen, is panic inspired warping of safety testing and you know what i'm talking about with warp speed for this this vaccine just briefly testing if you're not sick don't get tested my opinion i'll we'll see what dr wong thinks if you're not sick don't get tested if you do the pcr test it's inaccurate anyway and when they stick that long thing up your nose they're getting your dna and you know it'll go into a database if you're interested in antibody testing, you think that's a great idea, and you just think about how the flu vaccine mutates, and you might want to look up David Crow, C-R-O-W-E. He wrote a paper on May 13th of this year, 2020, called Antibody Testing for COVID-19. And he actually goes into the Abbott test, which they say is no more than uh, flipping a coin. It only measured one IgM antibody. Okay, and the I have a few excerpts from Dr. Crow. Quote, the only jurisdiction with a formal structure for approval of antibody tests is the United States. But until recently, it was a complete joke as the test manufacturers did not need to provide validation data. Interpretation. They tested the, their own uh, tests and said they were good. And that was good enough for the government to give them approval. Imagine if an auto manufacturer built, built cars to certain uh, EPA specifications and fuel efficiency standards, but rather than sending the car to the EPA for testing, they said, we did it at our facilities, just trust us. <laughs> Antibody tests are often subject to cross-reactions with other conditions. I could go on and on from this, 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 this paper. Positive antibody tests have only been found in a minority, not majority, minority of people in the general population, even where the virus is believed to have been circulating for months. This paper demands widespread notice and a very careful study. 
Crow has provided a great service, ladies and gentlemen. Superficial reliance on antibody tests has no connection to real science, yet the so-called experts are using these tests to make momentous decisions about the present and future of us humans here on Earth. The so-called official experts have literally taken over the government in a coup, and they must be rejected. We did not elect them. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have Dr. Wong here. Dr. William Wong, I have something for you. If that is you on the 5214, I found something that I think is... That's you? All right. I found something I think that might be appropriate. Uh, Now, where did I put it? sir <laughs> that's great music thank you <laughs> i'm doing fine how are you sir good it's good hearing you in the afternoon rather than two and three o'clock in the morning what, 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 what a thrill. <laughs> uh, i'm awake now um, gee you know i'm usually more what, awake what? at two or three in the morning <laughs> uh, God, i think i know you without ever having met you i think i know you oh thank um, you <laughs> Let me just, uh, if you, in case you haven't seen this, uh, I didn't post it any place. The first mandatory vaccine law. Did you see that, that it passed? No. In Denmark, an emergency coronavirus law unanimously passed, giving the government an unprecedented level of power that will remain in force until March of 2021. Speaking well, of you news, know. Yes. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, under the new measures, Danish citizens will be required required to comply with orders from public health authorities or face punishments and prosecution. It requires citizens to be tested for COVID-19 and prohibits those who don't comply from accessing public transportation, supermarkets, hospitals, nursing homes, and shops. And it goes on and on. But this passed and is law in Denmark. Isn't it funny that the Danes and the Northern Europeans would pass a law that both the Tanzanians and the Senegalese rejected? The Tanzanians were complaining, and the the Senegalese were as well, that George Soros' boys were offering $10,000 to each congressperson down there each senator, to uh, pass a pro-vaccination law, a mandatory vaccination law, and both of those countries rejected them. Senegal has the best record of fighting COVID. Think about this. A third-world country that we think is primitive, but that has lots of experience with malaria and quinine, 
that has lots of experience in fighting Ebola, that has lots of experience in fighting various different infectious diseases that they get down there, is the number one country in the world fighting COVID. So they've got the best record. Uh, Wow. So, you know, the, 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 the countries that are good at it are rejecting the vaccination laws, and the countries that are sort of kind of in that wishy-washy uh, state of being, and Scandinavia is certainly in a wishy-washy state of being. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Vikings who used to live there are a memory. <laughs> uh, they, they, they're, 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 they're giving in. So you can tell that the Danes took the money that Soros was offering, while the Senegalese and the Tanzanians didn't. Absolutely. And the Tanzanian, the president of Tanzania is a Ph.D. chemist. And he's the one that sent the, the test for COVID from a papaya, from a goat, and from a, <laughs> yes. another fruit. And they tested positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so, uh, I feel so sorry for that papaya. Gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's quarantined now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Along with the goat, yeah. yeah. If it, if it wasn't goat. true, it, it, what, what, what a sad state of affairs uh, that we have um, a lot of people saying in different countries, you're not getting out until the vaccine is phased in or you're, there's no normal until the vaccine. And I'm talking about Gates and, and Soros and yeah. Trudeau. Uh, and our government now is it's really getting scary so dr dr wong you you did do a uh essential uh life uh podcast i i hit is it what 370 uh the one you did yes. on the vaccine yeah. so i want right. to just tell our listeners if you go to youtube go to dr wong uh, what, what how exactly do you title your your youtube channel dr wong dr william wong's essentials of life and wellness it's a okay, long time number, but, yeah 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 but you 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 just start wrong you'll see it essentials of wellness and life and uh, number 370 he's he he talks about something that i want him to talk about today and i thought it would be a moot point because there's been some uh conversations going that uh, our president uh, is not thinking about uh mandatory vaccination but when I saw this come across from Denmark and I saw Alan Dershowitz last night saying that it is not unconstitutional, I said, you know, we better just tool up and be ready. And uh, so uh, I think, you know, from the day one, three months ago, I have told my audience the number one vaccine is your immune system. And we talked about the gut immunity. We exactly. talked about the, the hand, I mean, the microbiome on your hands and your mouth. That's our this immune system, and it works. It's been working for a long time. And uh, I will, if we have time, tell you some of the dangers of these vaccines, which are myriad, myriad. They've never been tried before where they want to get a vaccine into your cells and alter your DNA. What could go wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> what possibly, after six months of testing, it's got to be fine because Dr. Fauci says it's fine. 
And I'm surprised that Paul Offit of the Children's Hospital in Philly said he wouldn't take the vaccine. And he's the one that owns patents and made $40 million off of giving children vaccines. And he said he wouldn't take it. It's too soon. Exactly. Although, you know, Uh, it it has to be be noted that last week in the Supreme Court, the anti-vaccine folks won. And they proved they could finally say it out loud without getting arrested that none of the vaccines have been safety tested. From the 1950s onward, none, zero of the vaccines have ever really been tested for safety. And that all of the side effects of vaccines have been suppressed from autism to autoimmune conditions. They don't want you to know about it. But as of last week, Supreme Court said, okay, you can talk about it. These things do happen. Wow, that is great news. That is absolutely great news. Because, you know, the the Constitution, we have a soft martial law as it is right now, and our Constitution is being challenged at every turn uh, in our lives right now. So that is is really good news. And and this this vaccine they're 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 testing and and Bill Gates and Soros own a lot of these these, these companies. Bill Gates holds a 2015 patent on coronavirus. I mean, yep. the Gates Foundation, right? I mean, and they simu- they had a simulation testing in October of 2019. He's either Nostradamus or he's he's he, you know he's a he's a big player. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a crystal ball. Yeah, but he's part well, of the part of the problem. That's that that's that's the scary part. Notre Dame has just made predictions, but he, he, this guy is making predictions uh, because he knows what's happening. Because he's making it happen. Exactly right. That's the way to put it. So, yep. so Doctor, go ahead. Uh, yes. I was just just going to say, you know, maybe maybe uh, we can talk about uh, uh, the immune system and we talk about. The, some of the things you mentioned in uh, uh, your your uh, podcast, uh, I have one person online uh, that wants to ask you about isoprinazine, and we'll get to uh, him in a second, uh, because that, that was new to me, and I had to do my own research on isoprinazine. And uh, how come that's been suppressed for so long? Crazy. <laughs> you know, when it first came out, WHO called it the world's strongest immune system stimulant. And then just a year or two later, they're suppressing the hell out of it. It was probably costing somebody some more money. And I'll tell you exactly who. It was costing AZT and and the chemotherapy folks money because the HIV patients were using the isoprinosine to suppress and kill off the HIV, the the, the full-blown AIDS, while uh, it was costing back then in the mid-'80s uh, AZT, which was taken off the market, folks, for killing people. They brought it back for the AIDS patients. AZT was costing $10,000 a year back then. <laughs> so a, bo- wow. a, a box of isoprinosine about every other week versus 10000 bucks worth of chemotherapy. Yeah. I, I, I did, again, this, this whole conversation just, just leave, leaves me speechless. And people that know me, I don't usually get speechless. But let's, since we talked about this, Dr. Wong, uh, I have a, a, a gentleman on, on the line, on line four. Uh, uh, maybe he could ask you a question about this, and then we could sort of backpedal. Is that okay with you? Sure, that's fine. Okay. Um, 
Caller on on one five hundred. Do you want to ask Dr. Wong a question? Uh, hi, Dr. Wong. Hello. I first of all, I want to thank you for the wonderful products that you have. <laughs> oh, thank you very I'm, much. Thank I you. I am a fan of the of your enzyme essence. I take some other stuff, and also I think I'm gonna get. I finally found uh, this. You know, I wasn't aware that you had this uh, wonderful uh, zinc citrate. So that's definitely another thing I'm interested in, and I will be uh, I will be ordering. In any event, I I looked and I follow as much as I can your podcast and uh, through Dr. Ron uh, the whole uh, the whole spiel, and I listened to the last one uh, concerning the different uh, recommendations or you know the thoughts that you have concerning different approaches to fight uh, the uh, the coronavirus. And uh, there are, you know, there are many of them. Many of them. You also mentioned the isoprenosine. Um, I have a million questions, but I'll confine myself to two. <laughs> so you have other things to talk <laughs> okay. about. The, it seems to me, first of all, uh, do you do you see? Uh, I know you cannot make any recommendation, but uh, the different protocols that uh, uh, that you recommend you would recommend or you have uh, thoughts about using one at the time or uh, I'm, I'm sure not all at the same time? Uh, I, would, I would do them all at the same time. All at the same time. I would take okay. the zinc. I would, I would drink the quinine water. I would, I would do the ivermectin. I would take the, 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 uh, the colloidal silver. I would uh, take the, uh, the oxygen if I could get the IV ozone or IV peroxide, I would do that. You can certainly nebulize 3% uh, of food or pharmaceutical grade peroxide and get almost the same effect as if you did it IV. I would do the whole thing if someone chained me down and made me get the, uh, the vaccination. The vaccination, and as far as the the okay, that's so uh, that answers my uh, my first question. As far as uh, what would you do uh, do them all? Uh, because like you know, obviously they are simulated yeah. immune systems. You hit it with the artillery. You hit it with the atomic bomb. You hit it with the infantry. <laughs> you, 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 you hit it with the naval guns. You hit it with everything you can find. <laughs> <laughs> the the no, yeah the the other question I was really blew up my mind when I uh, I ran across the uh, the ivermectin and also listening to the testimonials um, in uh, in the event of forced vaccination you say to, uh, double up the dose by doubling yes. up the dose is the recommendation is in doing instead of uh, one uh, uh, one cc two cc per hundred pounds. Or do one week, the first week, one cc per hundred pounds, and repeated uh, the second dose at the second week. So I would I, uh, I would take two cc's per hundred pounds. Okay. A hundred cc's. No, excuse me. One cc. Two cc's no, <laughs> per hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, two cc's per one hundred pounds. One okay. cc for every for everything up to fifty pounds, which is double, double. the 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 dose. For both humans and animals, for parasites. For parasites. I would just make sure that I've got enough ivermectin floating around my my system, and that it, it, I, ivermectin persists. It'll it'll stay in your body for about a week. Okay. So a second injection or a second dose of it, you don't have to in, 
injected, no, no, you can also yeah, drink yeah, it. Yeah, take orally. The week after would be okay. Okay, so that that will not cause any uh, any kind of uh, of problem anyway. Not no, the the, the 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 only people, and this is a very tiny percentage of the population, the only people the ivermectin might not be good for, are those folks whose blood brain barrier is defective and stuff gets into their brains without you know any any protection. But those people already know who they are. How would they know? Uh, they've got all sorts of maladies. They've got all sorts of ills. They're, they're, as a matter of fact, they usually don't live too long, So, which is why no one ever thinks about them. It, it, it is such a tiny percentage of the population, they're not even thought of. Oh, I see. Okay, so that is uh, uh, because that is the two different doses in there. One, It seems to me, I, I mean, the, the, from, from looking from the outside, where the ivermectin is more uh, versatile than uh, the isoprenosine. The isoprenosine, you have to take a really a lot of uh, a lot of pills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what I mean. It seems to be available on uh, uh, on internet, but uh, for a long. You can get it from Amazon. Amazon. It takes yeah, a yeah. while because they ship it to you from I think from the Ireland. Ukraine. From Ukraine. Or Ireland or wherever. Yeah. There's only one company that I can find making it now, and that's Teva, which is a company out of, out of Israel. Yeah. The original company that made it was, was Roussel Pharmaceuticals, and they invented it in Huntington Beach, California. How about that? But uh, when, when they wanted to suppress the isoprenosin, I think it was Seba or uh, Glaxo, one of the two, bought Roussel, because Roussel was a really small French company, and then they just buried the isoprenosin. That's what they do when they they want to. They have an agenda and they want to take things out of the circulation. Uh, also exactly. here with the supplements, they they would do the same thing. Right. But that that is uh, well, that is and then of course you know you know uh, all this uh, this sham here with the coronavirus that might not even exist as a coronavirus. <laughs> could yeah. be the COVID too. <laughs> When I heard the interview from the president, uh, uh, Magufuli, from president of Tanzania, uh, this, uh, you know, the, 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 this is a joke. I just heard that, the, you know, at least there are some good, uh, good news that what the, the Supreme Court here in, uh, in, in the U.S. The, finally uh, took a stand and said, yes, you can talk about the stuff here. Uh, this, so let me just interject a second, caller. I, you're really a great interviewer. I, I, I need you to be a co-host, and, and you must have radio experience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Doctor, it would be an offense to people like Dr. Wang for me to do that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Not at all. <laughs> Doctor, I'm, I'm a nobody. I like nutrition. I follow nutrition. I, you know, I'm heart and soul into it, but I'm not... I'm not up to par with the intellect that you have and other your co-hosts. Eh? <laughs> you are you're doing really fine. So if you you want to stay on for a little Amen. bit longer, I'm good with that. No, no, I am. Uh, I I'm fine. I I, I found very uh, very very refreshing uh, the the last uh, podcast of uh, Dr. Wong, in uh, you know in getting into the fine details 
of what is there and what makes sense. Uh, it's the logic behind it. Uh, you know, I, I I swear more and more and more. Forgive me for for going on a tangent. I go back to the, the, the to the statement that uh, <laughs> Carl Sagan made as far as the composition of uh, of the society being made of uh, proton, electrons, neutrons, <laughs> and morons. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take for people uh, for people to wake up. I mean, I I I reached the point where I go to the doctor, and I think I have a good doctor. At least when I tell no, he say okay, and he, but he puts down that uh, I don't take a vaccination. Now, with all the evidence is coming out, what I have bad people that they received the previous vaccination for uh, the N1H1 virus a few years ago, they are at a considerably higher risk of uh, contacting what they are calling the coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, actually, you know, when, actually 30, 36% more 36%. prone to get the coronavirus, 36%. And that's, uh, and that's, and that's uh, that uh, that is really uh, really a significant uh, a significant percentage if that alone does not open up the eye of people i well well call it let, depends let, on how scared they are exactly yeah, yeah exactly. and the lower the i q they are the more they watch daytime t v the more scared they're going to be because it, you know it, uh, let, let, let let me give you one example. The, the 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 U.S. average IQ in 1960, when JFK was elected, was 110. That was the average. The average is now 90. Maybe 95, if you listen to some some uh, 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 IQ experts. What happened? We have a combination of the vaccines, of of the of of the fluorides. And of the other things that have acted on the human brain, I think changed the DNA, caused a brain swelling, caused all sorts of things, to lower IQ. So what happens in the third world where, where, where the average IQ is already 80 or 70? What happens when you put vaccines in those folks? You decimate them. Exactly. So they're, 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 they're basically breeding an entire world full of dumbed-down slaves so that the elite can rule. It's widely known, and Bill Gates said it out loud, his children are not vaccinated. The, the physician who was the, uh, the prime minister of, of Australia, a few prime ministers back, I can't keep track of him anymore, uh, he, he, he said his kids were not vaccinated, yet he was pushing a pro-vaccination bill back then. Uh, that was maybe, maybe 10 years ago, maybe less. You know, uh, these people get paid, the elites get paid, to, to turn the rest of us in, into slaves. The plan's been in the work for a long time. We know that. It's our job to make ourselves as smart, as strong, and as healthy as we can to counter that movement. 
I believe 100% in what you're saying. You touch something on uh, on on the diet between vaccination and what they are feeding people. Is everything? I I don't want to be conspiratorial, but everything pinpoints to oh, that. Oh, let's be conspiratorial. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Let's be conspiratorial. <laughs> I, if I can give an example, I live in Pennsylvania. Okay, unfortunately. Um, the governor, uh, he does not want to reopen anything. He's so stubborn, and, okay, uh, I know why. The lady in charge of the public uh, health, was not even, she's not even a scientist. Her last name is Levin. Forget the first name. I, I don't even want to see her shadow. Uh, she has a mother, but 92 years old. It was on, uh, on the Inquirer, on, 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 on the newspaper. She took the mother out of uh, the uh, the senior citizen center because concern about the COVID-19 and the infection because the primary uh, the primary uh, places of infection are where older people are. It's the, of yes. course, the way they maintain them. Okay. Now here in Pennsylvania, if you have one of your family or anybody inside one of uh, uh, the, the places where senior citizens go, you. You, if they get sick, they cannot go to the hospital. They will not move into the hospital. The hospitals are empty because everybody's scared of going. And uh, you have to leave them inside. Also, other places in the country, they've been admitting uh, sick, <laughs> sick people inside the senior citizen center. It's, it's not the, uh, the place to go. However, this is the point. Ms. Levin uh, has all the power to take her mother out of the home. But yes. you don't. The, the governor, governor of California was in Montana last weekend getting fitted for a hat. Yeah, he was in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, right. So the, the governor of California was two states away <laughs> in a safe place that is not locked down with his wife's family while, the rest, while he's forcing the rest of his state into lockdown until when? July, did he say? Yeah, July. The elite, just like Hillary, are never bound by their own rules. It's only the little people like us who are bound by the rules. They're above right, so the I, law. And I have to make a couple observations. Number one, vaccines. Remember, I have 55 years as a medical physician. We're never intended for anybody with a weak immune system or a damaged immune system. So children have no immune system. And the elderly have a weakened immune system, and they're the ones we're vaccinating. And caller, if you re- you, you heard my uh, podcast last week, the northern Italians were hit with two massive vaccine campaigns in Bergamo. Two massive campaigns: one against the H1N1, and one against another one with, within two weeks against hepatitis. Elderly people, and what was the death rate in northern Italy? skyrocket. It wasn't COVID. They weakened their immune system. All of a sudden, we don't have the flu anymore. Has anybody heard about the flu? I guess it disappeared. Nope. (laughs) Uh, It's gone. I will give you a political reason why Northern Italy was hit. Where's the Italian League? Where's the Northern League? What wing, what what, what political wing are they on? That's why Northern Italy got hit. All the free thinkers, all the all the 
all the, 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 the libertarians, let's say, all the right wing are in northern Italy, especially in the Tyrol. All of the, all, all of the welfare folks are in southern Italy. Well, you know, and, yeah. and that makes sense. That that is my heritage, and my 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 you know, my cousins and all down in Calabria are fine, and so so there might be some truth to that. <laughs> all right, that uh, Dr. Wong and, and caller, I just want to get on and make a few points while we 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 have time because other listeners want to know about the vaccine damage, and I just want our listeners to know because we want you to be the CEO of your own bodies, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to take control. Because you cannot depend on the system. Now, I just wanted to—I just want to mention one vaccine. It's the one that Gates wants. It's called immunoprophylaxis by gene transfer (IGT). Nothing could go wrong with it. It's completely different from traditional vaccinations. It is instead a form of gene therapy. The scientists isolate the genes that produce powerful antibodies against certain diseases and then synthesize an artificial version of them. The, de- the genes are then placed into viruses and injected into human tissue, usually muscle. The double whammy. Now, here's the punchline, Dr. Wong. The viruses invade human cells with their DNA payloads, and the synthetic gene is incorporated into the recipient's own DNA and if all goes well, the new genes instruct the cells to begin manufacturing antibodies. Not a visit. They take up a permanent residence. Yep. I, if I may say, yes, Dr. Go ahead. Wong in his podcast mentioned something. Uh, I was not quite aware of it. The microtimers. I think that's yes. what, uh, uh, the, what the you were talking about, Dr. Ron. And uh, the mechanism evidently has been very well known, and that's exactly what they're doing with the scrap here. Yeah, they are. That's exactly right. You know, everyone has been worried about the mercury. They've been worried about the adjuvants. They've, they've been, and yes, there's a lot to worry about there. But the primary damage is done by the DNA of the viruses themselves. That's where the primary damages come from because they bond on, and they say forever. Yeah, they, they, they reside in you, and they probably can change your genomic makeup. And it, exactly. with these nanoparticles, they're your track for life, right? They're reprogramming, you're reprogramming your DNA, and they're reprogramming yeah. it to, to, to give it a planned obsolescence. That's, that's... Nothing could go wrong with that. No. I mean, that's a... You know what? You know, you know what? Ben Franklin, you're from Pennsylvania, uh, caller. He said, "We are all born ignorant, but one must work very hard to remain stupid." So, <laughs> <laughs> don't you just let's have to watch daytime TV. <laughs> <laughs> let's don't remain stupid. So, Dr. Wong has a program. He has some supplements that he's recommending. I want him to talk about that because I think it's important as a baseline. I want to add a couple of thoughts and get his opinion about them. But if, God forbid, our, our armed forces are required to renounce the oath they took to defend against terrorists, foreign and, and domestic, if they are forced to come into your house and put you down and give you a vaccination, how can we prepare for that, Dr. Wong? Well, 
first and foremost, I would recommend having an injection or a dose of ivermectin the day before you get the shot, the day of the shot, and maybe the day after the shot, too. That way you'll have a good load of ivermectin floating around inside of you to try to help prevent the bonding of the DNA from your DNA, the, the DNA of the virus. Then you can use zinc, because zinc has also been shown to prevent the bonding of the DNA onto the virus. You can use systemic enzymes like myzyme essence, which I'm going to brag is the most powerful systemic enzyme on the planet. Other folks' label specs may look higher than ours, but in actual activity, they can't touch us. So the, the, what happens is the enzymes eat the protein coating of the virus, which is a, a cysteine-based protein, and they will eat the cysteine wall away from the, from the virus so it can't bond onto, it can't use enagolase to eat into your DNA and bond onto it. If we basically hit it with a hammer, trying to keep it from bonding, then we can really go a long ways towards preventing the negative effects. If on top of that, we throw in the things that we know will inactivate a virus. And I say inactivate because you can't kill it because it, it, it ain't alive. So, uh, you know, lots of folks talk about killing a virus. People understand that it's very simple, but you don't really kill it because it isn't alive to begin with. You can inactivate it. Uh, so we can use the silver, either the, the, the colloidal silver or the subatomic silver. We can use the, 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 the free radicals of oxygen, which you could get from uh, uh, Dr. Humble's uh, MMS. You could get from uh, Oxygenesis's uh, ASO. There are a number of, of, of uh, stabilized oxygen products out there. You could get it through IV ozone therapy. You could get it through IV peroxide therapy. If you take food grade or pharmaceutical grade peroxide, which is 30%, if you dilute it down to 3%, you can use it in uh, a nebulizer and breathe it in and get almost the same blood levels of the peroxide as you can in an IV. Viruses hate free radicals of oxygen. They get burned. They get singed. The burning, the oxidation happens on that cysteine protein coating, which prevents it again from bonding on. But you got to do this within the first day or so, because after a couple of days, as I explained, that virus goes from not being part of your body to being latched onto your DNA and then becoming part of your body. And after the microchimerism happens, there's no way on God's green earth of getting the thing out. Jesus would have to come and tap you on the head to get that stuff out of your body. So uh, I would like to add, uh, what are your thoughts about hydroxychloroquine? <clears throat> because it, it has been around for a long time. It is only because it's so inexpensive that the powers to be don't like it. It has exactly. very, very, very few side effects at the doses needed for this uh, COVID 
I when I was in practice, I used Plaquenil for my rheumatoid arthritis patients. I never had a problem. I checked their EKGs and whatever. So I was thinking that it might be good if we can find a friendly physician to prescribe some hydroxychloroquine and keep that around. Uh, what's your thoughts? That would be a great idea. When okay. all this is over, for the folks who can't find a, a friendly physician, for the folks whose, whose physicians are being browbeaten by the state boards, as they are in Nevada, as they are in Michigan, where they will get their licenses yanked if they use the quinine drugs, quinine drugs, uh, then I recommend to those folks that they, they, they get a few bottles, more than a few bottles, of uh, tonic water. Each two liters of tonic water, of quinine water, has about 60 milligrams of quinine in it, which is about a day's dose. Now, the action of the quinine is to sink the zinc in. It's, a, it's an ionophore. It helps to zinc the, sink the zinc into the cells so that the zinc can do its job. So not only should we take the quinine, we should also take the zinc so that we don't strip zinc from the rest of the tissues in, in the body. Zinc is the most essential mineral building block of all epithelial tissue, the eyes, the skin, the internal organs. The, uh, uh, all hormones need zinc to be created. So we don't really want to strip zinc away from the rest of the body. If we put the zinc in and take the quinine water or take the, the, the quinine drugs, then we're giving the body what it needs to fight off, to be able to inactivate the ex exogenous viruses. And the zinc, at what dose and where should they get it? You know, Go ahead. Here's where I here's where I have to go on my on my soapbox. FDA says that 15 to 30 milligrams of zinc is a U.S. RDA. All of the chelated mineral supplements of zinc you see out there: uh, zinc piclinate, zinc uh, aspartate, zinc uh, citrate, zinc this, zinc that. You'll see has 15 to 30 milligrams. Okay, but the problem is, what they don't tell you that, is that unless the label specifies what the amount of elemental zinc is, you're only getting 15% of whatever weight they say is on the label in actual zinc. So out of a 15 uh, milligram dose of zinc, of, of uh, let's say zinc aspartate or zinc citrate, you're only getting 2.25 milligrams of zinc. If you're taking a 30 milligram, you're getting 4.5 milligrams of actual zinc. I've got the only zinc supplement on the entire planet that actually has 100 milligrams of elemental zinc. And, oh, Dr. Wong, isn't that too much zinc? Isn't that toxic? No. <clears throat> How many pounds of skin, internal organs, muscles, and eye eyeballs do you have, as opposed to the one ounce of lab mounts that they determined the RDA on? Perfect. Yep. So, so we need they, that elemental zinc. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, and I want you to continue with that because there are, our listeners have to know about this and how to get it. Uh, the, uh, uh, the zinc and the zymescence is available from drwongsessentials.com. Okay. Did you get that, ladies Dr. and gentlemen? Drwongsessentials.com. 
W-O-N-G-S, essentialsplural.com. Exactly. So that's important. So we have uh, that. Now, you had, we had talked, to, and I think you talk on your podcast about zeolite, something that I like and I've been taking now for a long time. Uh, what, how, what dose of that should our listeners be taking? I have been an activated zeolite fan for, gosh, uh, 15, 20 years almost. Uh, of the zeolite that I recommend, which comes from a different company from us, it, it, I, I don't own, own the company, although years ago I used to private label this until we stopped selling stuff we didn't ourselves make. Uh, I used to use uh, uh, various different zeolites from various different companies, and I settled on this one for quality and for, uh, for action, and I'll explain how I kind of experimented with it. Uh, doses should be 20 to 30 drops, 40 drops, anywhere in, the, in, in there. If you're looking to prevent getting sick or if you're just plain, you know, slow detoxing, 20 drops, 30 drops twice a day. If they gave you the vaccine or you're, you've been exposed to some really bad toxin, then 20 to 30 to 40 drops four times a day just to prove to myself that the zinc worked I had a whole bunch of fillings amalgam fillings and I had them all removed basically in in two sessions and we took no precautions no dams no aspiration of 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 of, of the mercury vapor no EDTA IV immediately post procedure no nothing so basically, all that mercury that went up in gas, my body absorbed back into the system and was floating around me. And during an, uh, the day of and for months after the procedures, I started off taking 20 drops of the liquid-activated zeolite, two teaspoons of liquid chlorophyll in a half a glass of water, and I did that for about six months. After that, I dropped the chlorophyll, and I mm. just did the zeolite, 20 drops twice a day. I have tested zero in my vault testing in toxins every time I've been tested since I had my mercury taken out. That proved to me, I mean, I should have a load of mercury everywhere. Because that's what happens when you take your fillings out without any precautions. And I didn't have any mercury anywhere. I didn't have anything anywhere. I've got zero toxins in my body. Still do. Wow. Well, that, that, that's that was a some, great the, testimony. The, the liquidzeolitecompany.com. All right. Everyone got that? Liquidzeolitecompany.com. Okay, so yes. now that. Now, I, I think you also mentioned chlorophyll. Yes, uh, any brand of, of, of liquid chlorophyll. See, um, toxins are held in the body, especially in the liver, in the fat cells, and they, they, they're, 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 they become fat-soluble. The sulfur in the chlorophyll and in all of the other chlorophyll products that we take to, uh, to, to detox with, the sulfur in the chlorophyll turns fat-soluble substances into water-soluble substances, so we can get them out. 
So and now we got to be, we have to drink good water, right? Yes, exactly. And luckily here in Mineral Wells, Texas, we've got the best water in the United States. We've got the uh, crazy water, which is what what made Mineral Wells the America's number one healing resort back a hundred years ago. <laughs> All right, I think I cut you short on chlorophyll. So we got zeolite, oh, no, chlorophyll. Okay. okay, good, good, good water. Uh, zinc, zymescence. Right. Uh, what else can you, you want to add to that cocktail? Uh, the ivermectin. Or if if we're talking about supplements, then we should put in this the stuff to strengthen the immune system. The vitamin C, the echinacea, the 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 the. The, the 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 probiotics remembering that 60 to 70% of the immunoglobulins the body makes are made in the small intestine when it's colonized with good bacteria there's actually an epi- uh, a change in the epithelial lining when the small intestine is colonized with good bacteria and that change in the epithelial lining creates a fermentation process where we just churn out immunoglobulins by the truckload full. So if we're cognizant of where most of our immunoglobulins come from, that they come from the small intestine where they're colonized with good bacteria, then it behooves us to be always feeding that good bacteria into our intestines, or in times of emergency to start feeding it into our intestines, to get it recolonized, and it usually takes about 8 to 16 weeks to recolonize to get it to start producing immunoglobulins in, at a high level once again. And ladies and gentlemen, immunoglobulins, antibodies, okay? They, they're, they're your natural antibodies that will, that will fight off infection, infections that we come in contact with every day. So we don't, we don't need an external vaccine if our immune system is strong. Okay, so what else? Well, I, you know, oh, I'm sorry, yes, go ahead. No, no, I just, I, I don't want to interrupt. I, uh, following on uh, the wonderful podcast that you had, and you mentioned the, um, and even Dr. Ron is a very good proponent of oxygen, the, the wonder of oxygen into the body. By yes. taking antioxidants, especially if we go back to this protocol, possible protocol for the COVID-19, uh, where, uh, you know, uh, we act with all uh, um, different kind of agents. By taking uh, antioxidants, are we, like vitamin C, which is also um, a, an antioxidant, are we counteracting the effect of the oxygenation? I, I'm confused about that, uh, that issue. Well, you know, I don't think so because they're not a strong enough antioxidant. Most of the things that we're told are antioxidants, vitamin C, vitamin E, whatever, uh, I, I think some forms of A, they're, they're, they're not strong antioxidants. They're rather weak. You get into things like, like pycnogenol. Yes, they start getting stronger. Let me, let me apply the rules of rhetoric which no one in the United States has taught since 1968. My, my, my uh, school was the last place to teach rhetoric anywhere that I know of. Uh, thank you to the Sisters of St. Joseph for that. The, the, uh, 
the rules of rhetoric state that when you want to show that a proposition is invalid, you take it to its most extreme point. If it still makes sense, then it's valid. If it doesn't make sense, then it isn't valid. Here goes. The world's strongest antioxidant is not vitamin A, not vitamin E, not pycnogenol, not whatever. It's carbon dioxide. So do you wrap your lips around a tailpipe and breathe in deeply to get healthy? <laughs> if that doesn't make sense, then the entire antioxidant theory doesn't make sense. Now, mind you, no one ever paid attention to this until Dirk and Sandy Shaw wrote uh, Life Extension back in the uh, 80s or 90s. And they had some really good points, but I think they went too far. I mean, they, they just look at them, folks. <laughs> Come on, they've been smoking too much weed. You know, they, 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 they went really off the reservation, especially when they started recommending that we eat BHT, the, yeah. the antioxidant that, that, that keeps bread from molding. You know, they, for, for a long time, the supplement companies, and I can name a few, would sell BHT by the capsule full to act as an antioxidant because uh. they recommended it in the book Life Extension. Come on. You, don't be, you, you know, life is an oxidative process. How alive would you be? Well, here, well, here, here. Perfect example. There was a fellow running in, uh, I think, Central Park the other day. He was, he, he was doing a, 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 a five-mile run or a five-kilometer uh, run with a face mask on, cutting his oxygen <laughs> supply off by 60%. He got lung damage. Yeah. So what happens when we throw in all these antioxidants the really strong ones, like the BHT, like the pycnogenol, what happens to our oxygenation levels? What happens to tissue oxygen levels? No one has ever, that I know of, done SAO2 studies on really heavy antioxidant supplementation. Maybe we should. I, I, I would agree. And, and, and any, uh, it, it just makes, it makes sense. I mean, I never thought about the CO2, this carbon monoxide, the CO. I never thought about that, but I, I have to definitely give that some critical thinking. <laughs> wow. Dr. Wong, just, just so we don't get too far off for our listeners, I just want Dr. Dietrich Klinghart recommends cilantro. I've never used it. Uh, he recommends a teaspoon a day for removing toxic metals. Uh, have you any experience with cilantro? No. No, okay, neither do I. I have seen what the Indians have been doing. The, they use uh, some some herbs and some 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 other uh, vegetable greens that are very rich in uh, uh, chlorophyll. Anything that's green will help the detox because of the chlorophyll and the effect of chlorophyll in turning fat soluble toxins into water soluble toxins. Makes sense. All right, a few other things. I have some other thoughts. We didn't talk about vitamin D3 because you're aware of the, the, the studies coming out that show that uh, the vitamin D level is directly related to the uh, COVID outcome. So yes. uh, would you be recommending D3 to our listeners? You know, up until now, up until COVID, I've been very wary of vitamin D supplementation because I was taught in school that much over 50 IUs a day was going to cause toxicity. So I've kind of stuck to that, and I know 50 is really, really, really low. No, excuse me, five, 500, not 50. 500. I dropped to zero. 
Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I take uh, five thousand three times a week. Yeah. So I have I I I am changing my mind about what I've been taught. What I've been taught might not have been quite up to snuff. Uh, uh, but I've always been very wary on vitamin A, vitamin D, and niacin because they're the only three toxic vitamins. Right. Remembering back to the marathoning craze in the 1980s when the, all the marathoners were mega-dosing vitamin A, they turned orange, for God's sake. <laughs> Some of them got liver, and, liver damage on top of that. They had orange sclerosis. They had orange skin. They had orange everything. And they, and, and they were stuck like that for life. So... Yeah, so, but one good uh, thing about vitamin D, Dr. Wong, and our listeners mm-hmm. know, you can get a blood test for uh, your vitamin D level. So, you know, if you start taking, you know, more than 1,000 units a day, you can actually get tested, and if, uh, you'll know and that your level should be somewhere between 50 and 70. Forget the units, 50 and 70. It's a standard vitamin D test. But uh, I, I do agree. It is toxic, as vitamin A is, but you really have to take a lot of it. But if it protects yeah, you against yeah. the COVID, then it, it might, you know, benefits probably Worth outweigh the, risk. the risks. Yeah. Exactly, yes. All right. So I have one other thought. And I thought if, if our listeners can afford it, and remember, this is, this is the, the only if you're forced to get vaccinated, that I, intravenous chelation therapy. Uh, what's your thoughts? That would probably help. That would probably I mean, help, especially... If, if 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 they also threw in a good bit of ozone along with it, exactly. If they could do some auto hemolysis with the ozone and, and IV again, this is only as a last resort. I mean, I think it. You know, there there may be ways, and I'm not aware of them. Maybe Dr. Wong is of oral. I've never seen anything that really tickled me about chelating orally with a, a certain groups of drugs. But intravenous chelation has a long history. Again, it's you know it. it uh, is not in favor with the, the powers to be, but I think it's something our listeners should keep in, in the back of their mind and, and do some research on it and find out if it's available uh, along with, the, and probably the, the physicians who administer chelation also administer ozone. And uh, so, I don't know, that just was a thought when I knew you were coming on today. You know, uh, I have, I, I've known docs who have tried the oral chelation and it works nowhere near as well as the IV, and nowhere near right. as fast. Yeah, it's, it's, my, that's been my experience. I, I have a dear friend when I was in practice who uh, was, uh, they wanted to uh, take off a leg because of poor circulation. He was in his 80s. He went through a month's yeah. worth of chelation. His legs got pink. He felt better. He lived to be 98. Bravo. Uh, but. You know, so he he did his chelation once a month. He said, I, it's worth whatever money, he said, because I feel so good. And I had one other last thought, and you may have others, but I've been thinking about we haven't mentioned anything about lipids because it seems like the omega-6 has pierced that, that uh, virus shell also. Do you, do you have any thoughts about that? You know, lipids are a subject that I know some about, but I don't know enough about to speak on. Okay. There are uh, well, one of the docs in our email group is a, a a master of lipid physiology, and she could probably really delve into uh, working the, the 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 lipid part of the of the uh, viral envelope. But I, I I don't know enough about it to say. 
Okay, well, I'll send you an article tonight on the the, the omega six, omega three uh, fatty acids and how they affected MERS and and, and coronaviruses. And again, uh, I sort of I, I really uh, like with Professor Peskin. I don't know if you're familiar are with him. He's been on the show a few times. But his basic philosophy is marine lipids are antifreeze for cold water fish. And once you get those fish up in the 70 degree uh, temperature, they uh, then become rancid. So you're already starting out with rancid oils and then probably plant-based omega-6, omega-3 is better for you. So uh, he, he makes a good point about the rancidity of, uh, of uh, fish oils. But I'll send you an article on that tonight. Great. Thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to open up some phones here. And uh, uh, caller from the 1500, do you have any other questions for Dr. Uh, Wong? Actually, actually, yes. I, I say, you know, I don't want to take all, all the time with my questions. I, I'm going to remember this re- number, caller, and I'm going to cut you off next time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I, on the micro timers, you did, uh, you brought, Dr. Wang brought a very beautiful example on how this mechanism works uh, between the relationship, the sexual relationship between a male and a female. And naturally, the female absorbs DNA, you know, through this process here and gets into the DNA of the female. But is any interaction the other way around from the body fluid of the female into the male? There's probably some, but in terms of of just plain volume of DNA, there's nothing that a woman excretes that matches sperm. The, the only other place where we see high levels of microchimerism is in homosexual men. I see. Well, because of the sperm. The, yes, so exactly. the sperm is the, the biggest con, uh, contributor of uh, this process of the... Yes, exactly, uh, yes. And then what they did with the vaccine, obviously, the mechanism, you know... Bingo, yes. The vaccine folks almost hijacked the mechanism to make sure that, that their, their stuff worked. <laughs> You can probably touch on one argument. Uh, it's, generally, we talk about DNA, DNA effects on the DNA. Uh, from what they circulate on the COVID virus, at this point, I start to really doubt whether this thing is really called the COVID virus is a cover name for something else. Uh, but uh, it, it seems like uh, this new mass man-made virus, uh, the, the, what, the, what they call the, the, the modified, improved, all kind of exotic names, has um, more of an effect of uh, the RNA more than the DNA. Yeah. What is the difference between – this might be of interest to the, uh, the rest of the folks uh, listening to our conversation. From Why is my the, understanding the of it, from my understanding of it, sections of RNA find, either find their way or have been spliced into the DNA of the viruses – to give them the effects that we have been seeing, to cause the no, rather to cause the effects that we have been seeing in the respiratory tract, 
in the formation of, 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 of extra thick mucus in the, the, the uh, inflaming uh, certain tissues, causing fibrosis in them. It, it, it was the, uh, oh, who, oh, I'm trying to remember. There was a, a, a quote from a, a Japanese PhD and a Nobel Prize winner who worked in the, in the, in the Wuhan lab who spoke on the insertion of that foreign DNA, uh, RNA into the DNA of the vaccine. He explained how that happened. He explained why it worked. He also explained why it was a, 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 a bioweapon. But I'm I'm sorry I don't remember the 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 exact. Uh, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember his exact this, quote. Yeah, this thing surfacing. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's see. Does uh, caller number one uh, five six eight six have any any questions? Um, no, not really. Um, I already checked the Zymatins, and when I I'm ready to order that again, so I think I'll order the zinc. And um, being a diabetic and some other things. I already take quinine water. I drink that a lot because of leg cramps. Yeah. Um, so that I already have. But other than that, I think that's all I'm going to look for right now. Good, good. Caller number two, 8402. Do you have any questions for Dr. Wong or myself? No, I, I, at this point I'm overwhelmed. Okay. Okay. And then that brings me to a point. Anything? That we do. Go ahead, Dr. Wong. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, anything you've forgotten, just listen to the show number 370, and it'll. You know, I, I, I go through things fast, but the good thing about YouTube, you can just keep on replaying it. I don't know how long YouTube's going to leave that there, honestly. Uh, I don't think I've gotten enough views to, to, to catch anyone's attention at YouTube, but since I touch on these subjects, someone somewhere in YouTube may find it, and uh, yank the yank the video. I am in the process of putting it up in a couple of other different places, but for now, that, that that's the only place that you can find it. But you know, whatever you might have missed here, just keep on listening to the video and and and, and get all the scraps that you might have missed. Great, thank you. Thank you. Well, okay, and uh, listeners, it. There can be, there will be a transcript available of this program. So if you just drop me a line at docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com, I can get you a transcript. And in addition to Dr. Wong's uh, YouTube channel, I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Ron. It's, uh, it's new. It doesn't have a ton of listeners, and this show will be on there tomorrow. And I'm also on Alexa. I'm on uh, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora. All you have to do is ask for Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, and you'll get our shows. And this one is episode 19, episode 19. So, Dr. Wong, I think we did cover a lot of a lot of information. Uh, and I think, you know, we'll be visiting this again as, as we progress. Uh, uh, next week, I am going to have a program devoted to hydroxychloroquine. Uh, and I think I have a very special uh, person who knows a lot about it to come on the program to talk about it. I think that will be very interesting because the drug has been around for a long time with very few side effects. But, uh, you know, it can be used as a prophylactic drug as, as well as a treatment drug as long as it is used early. And when you hear, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear that it's failed, it was a last-ditch effort when people were already in the intensive care unit, unit having trouble breathing. 
that is not the place for hydro, hydroxychloroquine. It has to be used early in the course of the, of the problem. You get that first cough, or you think you're getting the COVID. So we'll have a show on that next week, along with some more on the on the testing, which I didn't get into. But uh, Dr. Wong, any 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 le- closing remarks for our, for our people because they they love when you're on. They love you. Love Thank hearing you. you. The main thing that I want to pass on to everyone is don't buy into the fear. Don't buy into the propaganda. Don't buy into the number of cases. Don't look at the number of cases. Look at the numbers of recovery. The death rate so far, excuse me, the survival rate for COVID in the United States is 99.957, somewhere thereabouts. So that means that less than 1% of the people who actually get sick from the COVIDs die from it. And most of those folks are over 80 years old. They are already in ill health. And the COVID just pushed them off the edge. Don't be that's, afraid. That's just, yeah, great advice. And, and another reason, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I'm glad Dr. Wong brought that up. Fear puts you in fight or flight. It weakens your immune system. So for many reasons, first of all, you have to enjoy your life. Don't be so afraid of dying that you forget to live. And it weakens your immune system. So... Uh, you have, you know, if you're if you're elderly and you have comorbidities, you have to be careful. I I cannot tell you you should be careful, but if you're young and healthy, uh, get out there and golf. Get out there and play tennis. I'm in Florida. I've, I've golfed almost every day since this thing started. Uh, I go for my walks after dinner. So get out, be active, and try and have an attitude of gratitude because we still live. Although things sound bad when you read everything that's going on, we still live in the best country in the world. Uh, let's, let's keep it that way. Let's fight for our freedoms. Uh, a lot of people pay, pay for our freedoms with their lives, so we uh, owe it to them to keep them going. And uh, I love what Dr. Wong said, don't live in fear. So, Dr. Wong, what can I say? You know, I, I, I tell everybody I have a dear friend in Texas and I've never met him. <laughs> but uh, you are you are <laughs> definitely you. one of a one of a kind. Your advice is always right on point. And I, I at the beginning of the show, I'm going to keep Eric Fiorella's name on the show for quite a while, to, just so people oh, just don't you. forget thank about you. him. I mean, it's just it's just exactly. a shame when someone one dies and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're the greatest person on earth, and then boom, boom, you're in heaven, hopefully. But uh, we we have to have a remembrance for the for for them. Exactly, okay, and, and and folks really should listen to his work. Yeah, they, he left a body of work behind you, for free. Yeah, why don't, why don't you? Yeah, you, it's you, a, go ahead. Oh, he, he, you can find all of Eric's podcasts at motivationandmuscle.com. Motivationandmuscle.com. He left over a thousand shows wow. on strength training, on manliness on a number of both cultural and exercise issues. And that body of work is now being preserved, thank God. And we can, we, 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 we can pass it on, especially to the millennial generation, because by God, God knows they need it. Well, that, 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 that could be a whole show about the snowflakes, but uh, we, won't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we won't go there right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dr. Ron and our very special guest, Dr. William Wong. Uh, 
WongsEssentials.com, DrWongsEssentials.com, if you want to pick up any of his products. He also has a wealth of information on, do you still have the Enzyme uh, website up? Oh, gosh, we've actually got a few of them, some that we can tend to, some that, that, that we can't get to the servers anymore. We actually don't know why they're still up, but thank, thank God they are. You can go to uh, systemicenzymes.com. You can go to vitals. Oh, no, excuse me, to, uh, uh, I almost said the wrong word, zymessence.com. Uh, you can go to drwongradio.com and drwong.us.us and, and still find a lot of our old information. If you want to see the studies on systemic enzymes, Almost 200 of them, peer-reviewed, journal-published. They're at enzymescience.com. Wow. All right. So in case you missed it, you'll have to listen to the end of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Doc, uh, Freddie wrote me a little, a little closing number, so I'm going to play Fred's closing number. And we want to thank Dr. Wong again, and God bless everybody. You're very have welcome. A Be well. God bless. Week. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, it's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week